I've seen the triangle, right? I, fi I figured it out. The voice of reason, the, the solid hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe The Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in, man. It, it, I don't even know what to call it The Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Hey fam, what's up, Charlamagne? Happy Super Bowl Monday. Good morning, Angela Yee. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. What's happening? What's happening? I know you were up watching the Super Bowl. I was watching the Super Bowl yesterday. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um you know, I just like watching greatness, man. You know, Tom Brady got to be the greatest white man that ever lived, right? He got he, he, he to be on the Mount Rushmore. And I ain't talking about the Mount Rushmore sports. I'm talking about Mount Rushmore, period. Let's put him up there with the founding fathers, right? Name a better white man. Who? <laughs> I don't know. You can't even name a better white man than Tom Brady. He's got to be the greatest white man to ever live, man. I just I just respect greatness. I like seeing greatness in action. And for, for him to have one... Seven Super Bowls, been to the Super Bowl 10 times at 43 years old after leaving a team that he played for for, what, 20 years, I mm -hmm. think it was? Mm -hmm. Up to maybe more than 20? And then go to another team and win another Super Bowl a year after leaving? Drop on the clues bomb for Tom Brady. I mean, that's just... I mean, Jesus. That's, that's, that's what's bad. Jeff. And he's, he's might, not retiring. He'll no. be back next year. Actually, I said Jesus. That might be uh, the, the, the only other greater white man. White Jesus. Okay? <laughs> Even though we know Jesus is black. But white Jesus, in theory... It's probably the only white man better than Tom Brady ever in the history of life. Yeah, and I mean that's legendary because he's playing for Tampa Bay. The ac the actual Super Bowl was in Tampa. When does yeah. that ever happen? I'm telling you. I mean, it's, it's the first team. That's the first time a team won a Super Bowl in their home stadium. That's never happened before. And another reason I want to salute the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is because they have one of the most diverse coaching staffs. No, probably the most. No, yeah, without a doubt, the most diverse coaching staff in the NFL. They got uh, four black coordinators: the offensive coordinator, black defensive coordinator, and they got two women coaches. So, mm -hmm. you know, drop one of clues bombs. And I saw, Tampa Bay. wasn't it the first time they ever had a woman referee at the game, too? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yesterday. Yep. Le yep. That's All kinds of firsts. <laughs> hey, man. You know, it's sad that we live in that country where we still having these kind of firsts, but whatever. But I, I, I salute to Tampa Bay and everybody out in Tampa Bay. I know a lot of cocaine was snorted last night, right? Mm hmm. What? <laughs> I don't know what goes on. I do know this, though. Uh, another shout out to everybody who won big on some bets that they placed on the Super Bowl. I know a lot of people was betting money on the game. So uh, and there were some winners and some losers today. So I know some of y'all will call in this morning. Yeah, I would like to know if y'all won some uh, big money. I don't, what was the line? Was it was it that was Kansas City predicted to win by that much? Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the line on the game was. And then drama. They had all kinds of things. They had that Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares thing. Two people were winning like fifty thousand dollars throughout the game, and two people won five hundred thousand. Wow. And, mm -hmm. and, and Dramos Ramos is such a fake Tampa Bay Buccaneers wow. fan. He's been screaming about being a Bucks fan all year long, but he he in here with a Bulls hat on this morning. I'm moving. All my stuff is in storage. All my clothing's in storage. You knew the Super Bowl was like yesterday. I messed up, but yes, exactly. when I was packing, I know. I bet you Will Packer got on all his Tampa Bay Buccaneers stuff today because he's a real fan. He's not moving. I'm oh, sure. man. Did you see the guy that they were making fun of that had on a fake uh, Bulls jersey at the game? I did. That was wrong. 
I didn't like that. That was so mean. I, I like felt that. so bad. But the Bulls did send him some some gear after that. That was him. so mean. I didn't like that. I'm not gonna lie, because I don't. You don't know what that man can afford. That might have been the best he can afford. You know what I mean? I didn't like that. I didn't like that. But uh, let's get right. the show started. I don't think we got any guests this morning, but we got front page news up next, right? Here. Well, no, actually, we have Get It Off Your Chest. Oh, no, we do have front page news and then Get It Off Your Chest. I don't know. Envy's not here. Okay, we'll figure it out. What's going on? It's Monday. It's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> hey, 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 it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. I guess he's still in Tampa. He was at the Super Bowl yesterday from what I saw mm-hmm. on the ground. Yes, he was at the game. He did a billion parties, too, while really? he was out there. Well, he need to quarantine mm-hmm. for 20 days then. He's been doing a billion parties in Florida. All right, uh, it's time for front page news. What we got, Yee? Uh, Well, let's talk about the Super Bowl first, and let's talk about some performances that happened before Tampa Bay won. Uh, Now, one person who performed that everybody was going crazy over was her, who did America the Beautiful. Sounds good. Yeah, I missed that. Sounds good to me. I missed mm-hmm. her. I missed her and Jasmine Sullivan. And we're going to get to that. Alicia Keys also did a pre-recorded version of Lift Every Voice and Sing. That was actually uh, originally aired last September. And then Jasmine Sullivan. It was a duo, actually. She uh, wasn't by herself. And they said this is the first time there's been a duo that did uh, the national anthem since Aretha Franklin and Aaron Neville did it back in 2006. So she was paired up with Eric Church. And here's what that sounded like. That's good. They need to have duos sing the national anthem from now on because it's definitely two Americas. Okay, so one of the one of the words in the anthem applies to one person, but it doesn't apply to the other. Guess what race it is? <laughs> now, Eric Church had said he was reluctant to sing the national anthem at all until Jasmine Sullivan signed on, and then when she signed on, he said he was all for it. For what? Jasmine and Sullivan says- watched him. Yeah, he said that. Well, because he said he doesn't consider himself to be a vocalist. He considers himself more of a stylist. But when she signed on, he felt like, okay, she's one of the best singers I've ever heard. And so he wanted to be there. That's a fact. So so it wasn't a duet then. He was a background singer, basically. It was a duo. Okay. (laughs) All right. Now let's talk about Super Bowl commercials, because, of course, that's what we all watch for as well. Right. We, We care about what these commercials are like. And one commercial people were talking about was the State Farm commercial because Drake was starring in it as Drake from State Farm. Look, guys, I don't even have a stand in. Of course you do. Hold on. Is that Drake? That's right. Drake from State Farm. Like Like a a good good neighbor. neighbor. Like Like a a good neighbor. neighbor. Stand ins don't have lines. Oh, okay. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I love the fact that they reinforced the stereotype that all beige brothers look alike, because that is very <laughs> true. I couldn't tell the difference. I didn't even realize that was Drake until, the, until somebody said it to me in the group chat. I'm lying. 
Yeah, you knew that was Jake. Why are you always hating on Drake? I'm not. We know we actually didn't do anything. We immediately, State Farm commercial. We immediately started counting Drake's pockets. Like, yo, when how much Drake got paid for that? We was in the a lot. Chat. Yeah, at least at least a couple of M's <laughs> easily, easily. All right, and I want also want to tell you guys that Google has launched a new feature that will make it easier to find and support Black-owned businesses. So, in the uh, in honor of the start of Black History Month, they announced they're launching a new shopping feature that would help you find and purchase products from Black-owned businesses a lot easier. They said that Black-owned businesses' search has increased by six hundred percent, and people are looking for recommendations for everything from restaurants to bookstores, beauty products, and more. Okay, thank you, Google. All right. Well, that is your front page news. That's right. And listen, I lied earlier, too. Uh, one of my favorite folks, the Big Facts podcast, they'll be joining us this morning. Uh, Baby Jade, Big Banks and DJ Scream. They'll be they'll be zooming in this morning. So uh, stay tuned for that. But coming up, All we right. got get it off your chest. So if you want to tell us why you're blessed or if you want to tell us why you're upset, 1-800-585-1051. Come on, get it off your chest. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Who is this? Hello? This is Juan. Juan. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, roll your window up or something. Or get, take us off Bluetooth or something. What up, Charlamagne? What's up, my brother? Get it off your chest, King. I'm from the... I'm inside Detroit, man. And I got to turn myself in, man. Do a year, man. Damn, for what? It's crazy, man. Man, I don't even want to tell you what, man. Did it involving a female? Child support? My ex. No, man, I ain't never been in jail for child support. <laughs> was, it dom- was it a domestic She's situation? Domestic. Yeah, domestic, man. Ooh. But look, though, she left me. She left mm. me, right? They closed the case. She decided, okay, since we, since you done with me, I'm about to call them back. You got like 30 days or something like that. She called them back, man. I read my discovery. They say they closed it and opened it back, man. She's spiteful, man. She's spiteful. You got to go do a year right now? You on the yeah. way to the jail? 93 days or whatever. Shoot. 93 days. Hey, look. Hey, look. I'm on a video call, right? On court, man. The, the judge say, all right, man. You got to turn yourself in, man. I hung up, man. I hung up on you. Well... Listen, make the most of your time while you're in there. If it's only 93 days, I mean, 90 days is a long time, but, you know, read yeah, some books, do some push-ups, man. You know what I mean? Try to get yeah, your mind right. Yeah, I ain't never right. been to prison, man. Wow. Damn, you got to go to prison? You can't even do the 90 days in the no, county? No, 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 I'm saying 93 days a lot, man, because I don't do jail time. You feel me? Oh, no, you ain't got to yeah. tell me. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks, man. But you know what? I can use my mind a little bit more than my body. That's all, you know? I just told you that. That's all. Yeah, I know. I know. I heard you. <laughs> But listen, I wish you, I wish, don't you wish this was last year? And you probably have to go in. They probably let you out early because of COVID. Man, tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. Hell yeah. Damn. Well, listen, man, I hope you have a yeah, great day good, in jail. Man. And I hope that the next, <laughs> I hope that the next, you know, 90 something days breezes by for you. And, you know, give us hey, a call man. when you get back out, man. Hey, man, I'm going to be on the phone, man, with a big stove bag, man. I'm straight. A big right, stove man. Bag. I can't believe y'all. Oh, asking, man. man, I'm in a D, man, on the east side. Boy, don't Three say nothing. Hey, don't say nothing about D right now. Not where you I going. Know, well, Stop man. it. Listen, listen. listen. I'm hiding out. I'm hiding out in the and, city across eight miles. All right, King. And you know, you know, I got a, you know, I got a store in the D on the east side on eight mile too. So. Everybody check that he'll out. He'll be there in 90 days, he. He'll be he'll, he'll be he'll check out pink label in 90 days. Purple label in 90 private, days. Private, private label. Private label. Private label. He'll check out private label in 90 days, okay? <laughs>
right, get it off your chest. If you want to tell us why you're blessed, if you want to tell us why you're upset, reach out and touch us right now. 1-800-585-1051 is the number. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. Who is this? Yo, Charlemagne, what's up? Peace, Queen. How are you? What's happening? Hey, I just wanted to tell you uh, about last week. You shouldn't uh, feel bad about your penis size. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate and then she you. laughed at you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank hey, you. Hey, remember much. the episode of Girlfriends when they talking about Big Willie? Yeah, Big Willie. Yeah. When he was overly hey, Lynn endowed. Said, <laughs> Lynn said, uh, just because a man got an AK 47 don't mean he know how to use it. That's a fact. You ain't got to tell me. Why are you trying to make it? Why are you trying to make him feel better about it? Well, I appreciate you. I just felt bad about it last week. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Just laughing at you, just thinking about it all weekend. Make them feel better. Thank you very much. Yes. If you like uh, Rhapsody, yo, you would love me. Uh, They call me Reezy Peace. Can I spit some bars for you real quick? Now, Rhapsody is very, very special. For you to compare yourself to Rhapsody, that means that you Mm -hmm. really got something. So let me hear a little something. Okay, okay. Well, unlike her, I'm a little, I'm a little more ignorant. (laughs) Okay. Uh All right, yo, this called uh, Keys to the Game. Hey, yo. It's all about who you ride for. It's all about who you slide for when I know. Don't ever walk around blindfold. Like a sleeping on the game when the game runs for. You for so you can't count it down. Weezy wild and no down the town. Walk in the right mind, really want to climb when I get the mic and the crowd crowd around. You best hope you're going to face something delicious. And if you take Rhapsody, it'll be okay. I'm going to get on the money here. Who the crowd really want to hit some real shit? All right, all right, all right. Hey, okay. hey, excuse me. I'm tapping you on the shoulder right now. Hey, could you stop? Listen, <laughs> um, you're no Rhapsody, okay? Um, and, and, and I probably got to hear you on an instrumental or something because, uh, honestly, that just didn't sound appealing to my ears just now. It just didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it just sounded kind of crazy because you was like going uh, up and down like, and then the rap and then the slap Yeah, yeah. It probably would have sounded better on the beat. Yeah, yeah. me out on title if you there you go. What's I'm sure it? Here's something a little more interesting. What's your name on yeah. title? Reezy Peace. R E E Z Y. Two words. P E A C E. Okay. All right, Reezy Peace. And who cares what these little penis guys think anyway, right? I know, right, right. Yeah, I got a uh, average penis <laughs> called Still Reezy. Thank you, Still Reezy. We appreciate you. Uh, get it off your chest. Who's this? Hey, what's going on, Charlamagne? This, this is EJ calling from North Carolina. DJ from North Carolina. What part of North Carolina, brother? Raleigh. Raleigh. I love Raleigh. I used to be in Raleigh a lot. Salute to my dude, Big Tex. He's throwing the, the supper club out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got a question. Like, yes, sir. I have, a 20, I have a 20-year-old daughter. Um, every time, like for the last couple of times I've went to her car, it's full of, it smells just like weed. And I'm asking her, like, yo, are you smoking weed? And she's like, no. She's a type 2 diabetic. Like, and I know what weed smells like. Like, I can open up the trunk, and it was like some, it just was stinking. So how would, how do how do you get through to the, the Millennium kids now? I mean, how do you get them to understand that, you know, it's not cool? Well, I don't have a 20-year-old. My oldest is 12. Um, but, you know, one thing that we think about our parents when, when growing up, our parents didn't ask us questions. They already knew. You know she's smoking weed. So stop asking her. And tell her that now, she why why did out. you bring up the why did you bring up the diabetes? Is there something wrong if you smoke 
marijuana and you you have diabetes? That's not. I don't know because like last night, like this is this this is why I'm irritated is because her levels were so high last night and it's been high all night long. And so my wife has to take off work with her to take her to the doctor today. So what you're doing is affecting not only is a it's affecting your health, but it's also affecting my household. Like if my wife has got to take off and go with you to the doctor because of the choice that you're making to not do the right thing because of your health, then we have an issue. You know, it's going to be strange. Though. It's going to be strange to tell kids, you know, that marijuana is not good now because, I mean, marijuana is legalized damn near across the country, whether recreational or for medicinal purposes. Yeah, yeah and so, it does have a lot of benefits. Yeah, it's going to be hard to have that conversation. You know, back in the day, people, they could tell weed messes up your brain and yada, yada, yada. But now, you know, that's not really the case. So I don't know, brother. I, I, I really don't know what to tell you other than to tell her, man, she got to be careful. Well, y'all, you say y'all live in North Carolina. Marijuana ain't legal in North Carolina, so she can still catch no, a case. It's not. Yeah. And she works for a pharmacy. Like, if, if something was to happen, she loses her job. She works for a pharmacy. Well, that's the conversation like, you got to have with her. You got to tell her the consequences of her actions. You got to let her know why she shouldn't be smoking marijuana at this point in her life. Tell her that. Let her know all the consequences she's facing. Sample, I appreciate it. Hey, I'm going to tell you what else would hurt my heart, too, if you find out she's just smoking weed in the car to cover up the smell of sex. Man, yo. I, don't I mean, she's 20. She's 20. Yeah. I'm sure she's, you know, she's an adult. That don't mean nothing. It don't because you you still live in my household. I still <laughs> pay the car. <laughs> That's right. And you her daddy. You don't want to think about her having sex? Oh. Like, I was... Well, sir, how, how old were you when you lost your virginity? 19. To her mom. That's your story? <laughs> I, I respect it. Hey, I'm praying for you, my brother. I, I, but the only thing you can do with your daughter is be honest with her, man. Tell her your concerns, man. That's all. Tell her your concerns and tell her the con what, what, what the consequences of her actions could lead to. That's it, brother. Tampa, appreciate it. All right, King. Peace. Lord have mercy, boy. I'm telling you, man. Raising daughters is... is... When I, I know saw I was Chloe, a handful. When I saw Chloe Bailey's video, I said to myself, <laughs> I got three daughters. That's all I said to myself over and over when I saw that video. I got three daughters. We got a rumor report coming you. Yes, and we'll talk about Sierra, what she had to say about her husband, Russell Wilson, winning the NFL Man of the Year honor. And we'll talk more about the Super Bowl. How much do you think it costs for the weekend's halftime show? We'll give you those numbers. All right, let's talk about it. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, let's start off with Amanda Gorman and her Super Bowl poem. She's the first poet to ever perform for the Super Bowl. We all know her from Inauguration Day. And she was the youngest to be a youth laureate poet. So she performed and it was called Chorus of the Captains. And she was playing that ahead of the three heroes introduction on the field. So these honorary captains include educator Tremaine Davis, ICU nurse manager Susie Dorner, and veteran James Martin. Here is that poem. Let us walk with these warriors, charge on with these champions, and carry forth the call of our captains. We celebrate them by acting with courage and compassion, by doing what is right and just. For while we honor them today, it is they who every day honor us. Her price really went up, huh? I, I, I love mm -hmm. to see people make the most of their moments. She definitely made making the most of hers. And she's only 22 years old, by the way. Hmm. 
All right. Now, other things that happen. Let's talk about the commercials. Cardi B was in a commercial. <laughs> she was with Mike Myers and Dana Carvey from Wayne's World, the characters from Wayne's World. There was an Uber Eats commercial. And here's how it happened. We'd never shamelessly rely on a celebrity cameo. Right, Cardi B? Yeah, eat local. Or jump on the latest trend. I can't wait to see uh, Cardi B flourish in Hollywood. That's where she's going to really mm -hmm. shine. Music, music is just a rung on the ladder of her success. TV and movies are where she's going to really prosper, and I can't wait to see it. They said she was lovely and so funny and so beautiful and came to play. I loved working with her. That's according to Mike Myers from Wayne's World. Yeah, she seems like she'd be a lot of fun to work with. Like, you know, sometimes you have uh, choices on who you want to work with. Sometimes you don't. But it's nice when somebody can be really fun and friendly while you got to do what you got to uh, do. I'm shocked they got Mike Myers to work. Ain't Mike Myers, that's a... That's, uh, who, who played Shrek? Yeah. That's Mike Myers, right? Mike Myers. Yeah, this is like he don't be having to work because of Shrek. Because, you know, he makes so much money off the uh, the merchandise and toys and all of that stuff like that. But people really enjoy doing these Super Bowl commercials, too, I think. Mm -hmm. If you have the opportunity. Now, The weekend, how much did his halftime performance cost? Well, the way it works, the NFL does not pay you for the halftime show, but they do help cover production costs. And according to uh, reports, because those production costs, they have about $10 million that they give you. He had to add an additional $7 million into the performance. So you can estimate that cost about $17 million for him to do the Super Bowl halftime show. $17 now, he's million? Worth... Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. $17 million? See, I'm listening to the room in here uh, behind the scenes at the Breakfast Club. Y'all didn't love the weekend's performance, did y'all? Average. Yeah, I didn't think it was. I mean, it wasn't like exciting. Yeah, I, you know? I, I thought it was cool. I mean, it felt good to see all those folks on the field wearing masks. You haven't seen that in Florida <laughs> at all during the pandemic. When's the last time you've seen a bunch of people in masks in Florida like that? That was that was good. But 17 million. And, you know, he didn't have any special guests or anything. Sometimes we look forward to that, too. Like who he's going to bring out. <laughs> what did y'all expect and, from the weekend, though? Because though? I thought he, I, thought I don't know. Cool. He's not like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not like a huge weekend person. I know it's not a popular thing to say, so. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, I can't wait to see The weekend perform. It was but, better than Shakira's yes. performance. You better watch it. That is a fact. No, that's not a fact. <laughs> it depends. I mean, excitement level-wise, I don't know. Um, all right, now let's talk about the mayor in Florida since you're talking about masks. The mayor was uh, calling out 50 Cent for having a maskless Super Bowl party. Oh, shut he up. He said, this isn't how we should be celebrating the Super Bowl. It's not safe or smart. It's stupid. Shut up. And... They said they're going to take a close look at this and it may end up costing someone a lot more than 50 cents. Nobody in Florida can chastise anybody mm -hmm. for not wearing masks, especially a local official. What mayor of what city? Uh, this was in St. Petersburg. Well, I don't know. Maybe, I, I got to see the restrictions in St. Petersburg, but it looks like Florida is very, very loose. So how are you going to hold one person accountable for having a maskless party? All I saw was a bunch of maskless stuff in Florida all weekend long from Tam in Tampa. That's that's where everybody was at, right? In Tampa. And St. Petersburg yep. in Tampa? Oh, is it North um, I don't know. I'm listen, saying, we don't know. You, yeah, but you, the mayor is uh, Rick Christman. And I will say this. A lot of locals were upset at him from putting out that statement because they're like, yeah, you encourage people to come here for exactly. the Super Bowl. You wanted people to come. And what did you think was going to happen? People haven't been wearing masks in general and yeah. you haven't enforced that. So you kind of set the stage. Yeah, you're standing on some really shaky moral ground right now. The point to figure out 50 Cent in this party. Florida's very All loose. Right, well, Tampa was very that loose is your, this weekend. 
Rumor Report. I'm Angela Yee. Yeah, so we got front page news coming up. Yee, what we got? Uh, yes, and let's talk about these inmates that took over a section of a St. Louis jail. Jesus Christ. It's The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off because he went to the Super Bowl yesterday, so he has to quarantine for the next 25 for days. For two weeks. I say <laughs> yeah. 25 I say at least a yeah, because look, he was at a lot of parties. He was he was at that Fifty Cent party that the mayor was exactly. talking about with no masks. Exactly. And then he was at the Super Bowl. That was not no socially distanced Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw people right behind him and right in front of him. He got to take. He got to quarantine for twenty five days and take every test, including the anal swab. The anal mm. swab is the one they say is the most um, prolific. That's what I'm Prolific. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> accurate. There you go. That's the word I'm going to <laughs> Prolific. I couldn't think of the word. It's Monday. Uh, prolific anal. Prolific anal. <laughs> we got front page news, G. What we got? Well, House Democrat leaders are going to unveil legislation today that would give millions of families at least $3,000 per child. And that's part of Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package. So could be some relief coming soon. Now, the legislation would give $3,600 per child under the age of six and $3,000 per child age six through 17 for a single year. That benefit is available to single parents who make up to $75,000 annually and for couples earning up to $150,000. And then those payments would phase out after those thresholds so if i got five kids between the ages of six and 17 i get three grand a kid yeah if you make less than seventy-five thousand. that's a lot of people that's actually <laughs> a pretty good deal yeah and it's a one-time thing but yes right now I, i'm sure everybody can use it you I know, remember, so. You, so you used to borrow kids for your taxes i wonder if you can borrow kids for this like people that got like 10 kids is there a cap on yeah, it yeah because they phase out i don't know it doesn't say anything about a cap but yeah that makes sense it should phase out i need to borrow some kids well you have to make less than seventy-five thousand. all right now 117 inmates took over a section of a jail in downtown st louis so the incident started because one inmate got into a fight with the CO and other prisoners then jumped in. They said more than 100 inmates took over. It started at 2.30 a.m. Saturday. They said the inmate was very, very upset, got into a fight with the CO, and then the officer was jumped by other inmates in the unit. So during the fight, they said some of the detainees were able to jimmy the locks on their cells, open them, and get into the unit. Jail employees were then trying to get the corrections officer to safety. That's when the inmates accessed a lock panel system, and everybody else was released from their, cell, was released from their cells into the unit. COs don't carry guns? I guess not, huh? COs? I don't like, know. Hmm. See, didn't have that no could be dangerous, too, though. Imagine you have a gun and then they get a hold of that. Well, they can't get a hold of it if you start clapping as soon as they walk through the door. Right. So they said there were chairs and other items scattered across the street because they started throwing items out of broken windows. And they also started small fires inside of the jail. So they have not identified the injured corrections officer yet, but they said he's in the hospital and expected to recover. Yeah, boredom definitely set in for those inmates because it's just like taking over the jail for what? Like, what, are you, mm -hmm. what, are you, what are you doing with that? You, still well, they said that jail is understaffed and the issue with the cell locks is something they've been trying to fix since December. That seems like a big issue. Uh, if they yeah. can jimmy the locks that easily, <laughs> that's something you should have fixed like immediately. That's the whole point of jail. That's why they say we lock you up and throw away the key. Like, the whole point of jail is that the locks should work. The one thing that should work in a jail is the locks. <laughs> Like, yeah, we know we had some issues for the past couple months. We were getting to it. All right. And the woman who went viral for using Gorilla Glue in her hair is now getting treatment at a hospital. She's from Louisiana. Tessica Brown is her name. <laughs> now, she posted a few days ago that her hair was stuck in place for a month after she ran out of her usual hair product. And she decided to use this Gorilla Glue. And 
didn't move. She said her hair wasn't moving. And you can see she had to seek medical treatment after trying to get some solutions. And the makers of Gorilla Glue even responded, you know, you're not supposed to put that in your hair. I thought all of that stuff wears off after a certain time, though. Gorilla Glue? It don't? No, I don't don't think so. That's the good stuff. Yeah, that's like an extra strong glue. You use that to, like, glue something permanently. So what are they going to do with her? Are they going to just shave her hair off? Or what what are they going to do? I saw a lot of people talking about potential solutions like using acetone to break up the molecules. And they were talking about using, you know, that stuff you use to get stuff off your car, the goo. What is it called? It's like a yeah, something like that. They were talking about uh, possible solutions. So I'm not sure what they're doing, but she's had that in her hair. She said she washed her hair 15 times. Her hair still wasn't moving. It's been a month. And her hair is still super in place. Well, so. God bless her, man. I mean, what she 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 definitely made a a permanent decision based off of a temporary feeling, right? Because she just wanted that hair to be in place for whatever that moment was. Now she's stuck with it. Well, she didn't mean to use Gorilla Glue. She was actually ran out of hairspray, and they have this stuff called Gorilla Snot that's a gel. So she thought it was the Gorilla Snot, and it kind of looks similar <laughs> to the Gorilla Glue. And so she thought she was using that gel in her hair, but she ended up using this Gorilla Glue, and that was a tragic mistake. That wasn't a, it's not a bad hairstyle to live the rest of your life with, right, though? It was simple, right? I can't imagine that you can, though, because think what, what happens when your hair starts growing out in the front, and then, mm. you know, there's probably, um, it could be like mold under it. I don't know if you've ever seen people that had a weave in too long, and it gets moldy underneath. Mm. Anything okay. could happen. So she does have to handle that. Well, I wish her All right. Me too, man. I'm really praying for her because that's awful. Why do these hair care products sound so disgusting, though? Like Gorilla Snot? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you want to put Gorilla Snot in your head? I don't know. (laughs) It works, though. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I mean, front page news. You know, uh, we were sitting around. I was sitting around this morning and I was saying uh, that Tom Brady is the greatest white man to ever live. You know what I mean? And nobody in the room can seem to dispute me on that. You can't name a better white man than Tom Brady. Like, well, are you talking about as an athlete or as a person? I don't know him as a person. I just know the Tom right. Brady. So that's why it's hard to world. say. At what he so does. You say, if you're saying he's the greatest athlete at what he does, right. First of all, we act like uh, white men have such a great track record in this, <laughs> on, in this country. It doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? He's the greatest white man to ever live. Okay? The, only, the only white man people will point to and say they're better is the founding fathers. But keep in mind, the founding fathers were slave owners who didn't believe black people were even all humans. So who's a better white man than Tom Brady? I want to hear from, I want to hear from white people this morning. Maybe I'm not up on my white history knowledge the way I need to be. Because huh. <laughs> Tom Brady is the greatest white man to ever live. Who do you think? You, you, you got anybody? Um, I, I mean, I'm not understanding this category. Is it like, because there's people who do philanthropy who I might say, okay, this person's donated hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't got seven help. Super Bowl rings, though. That's true. So that's what's important. They didn't go to So we're talking Super about... <laughs> All right. Well, you guys call us up. I'm going to think about it. Yeah, I just want to hear from y'all. Who do y'all think the greatest white man to ever live is? Because I can't name nobody better than Tom Brady. If you can't, I'd love to hear from you. All right? 1-800-585-1051. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's the one and only. It's The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. DJ Envy is not here because he uh, went to the Super Bowl yesterday. He went to Tampa Bay to watch the greatest white man to ever live, Tom Brady, win another yes. Super Bowl. And um, I saw Logan look like he was scared to sit next to Envy after why? Envy was DJing at all those parties. Oh, 
That is true. At least yo, uh, Logan is young, so he got a strong immune system. But you know how people talk about Bill Russell winning 11 rings mm. in the NBA, and it seems unbelievable because we didn't witness it? That's how we going to sound in future generations when we discuss Tom Brady winning seven rings in the NFL. Because of the degree of difficulty of football, going to 10 Super Bowls is unbelievable. Winning seven sounds like something that doesn't even come out of a person's mouth. Like Tom Brady has more Super Bowl rings than teams. Like, 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 I think the other teams are, uh, let me see. The Patriots have won six rings. Steelers have won six. Cowboys have won five. 49ers have won five. Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than all of those franchises. That's how unreal this statistic is. For that stat and that stat alone, he's got to be the greatest white man to ever live. You can't name a better white man. Angela Yee, would you like to try? I mean, this is hard for me because we're just talking about football here, right? What else do we or need? sports. What else is there to discuss? I mean, philanthropy, people who <laughs> donated money. And uh, all of that is that's great. That's a big deal. All of that is great, but they, they, anybody with money can do that. Nobody. I think nobody. that's what makes you great when you actually uh, make a lot of money and you actually do good for other people that... No, what makes you great, that makes you great too, but what also makes you great when you do things that nobody else has ever done mm. ever in the history of life and probably will never do again. That's what Tom Brady has accomplished with these seven Super Bowl rings. I don't know a better white man. Dramos, <laughs> do you know any better white men than Tom Brady? I mean, I'm, I'm going to well, go Tom Brady, but I'm... Um, I got two hmm. that I think I could challenge it with. Who? Who? Abraham Lincoln. No. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> no. And Phil Jackson is my other one. Oh, please. Sports, bro. Phil so Jackson. we're only talking about sports here. No, yes. Abraham Lincoln didn't play by, ball. By the way, all three of those people you just named are great because of black people. Phil Jackson's great because of black people. Uh -huh. Abraham Lincoln's great because <laughs> of black people. And Tom Brady is great because of black people. But he's still the greatest white man to ever live because he makes uh, people around him better. Let's go to the phones. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Charlamagne? It's your boy Todd Matthews from Anthony, Michigan, a.k.a. Uh, I didn't hear nothing you said after Todd Matthews, but good morning, he's somebody, Todd. somebody, though. He's somebody. Well, what's going on, man? I'm, 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 they call me Tuck. I'm from Lansing, Michigan. I'm out here in ground zero of all the COVID square one business and stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, tell me, uh, Tom, um, is, is Tom Brady the greatest white man to ever live? I have a different person I want to bring up, and it's, and it's, okay. it's still in, like, sports. It's still in sports, but it's in, like, a different version of sports. Okay. And um, I really want to say this because, like, he's, like, he just retired recently, too. And he's had such an amazing career, and he's done so many, like... Hey, man, like, get to it. The suspense things. is killing me. Come on, get to it. The suspense <laughs> is killing me. Who? The Undertaker. The Undertaker. Oh, stop. Stop. Okay, now I, I can see that. Stop. I'm serious. That's, like, the Undertaker's it. huge. You Great theme song. You gotta look at like literally his history and stuff, like because you you are right. Nobody nobody done that Super Bowl thing. You know he does got them ten rings and like I'm, seven I'm rings. amazed by that. Like you say seven? Yeah, seven rings. Ten Super Bowl appearances, seven I, rings. I swear you said ten earlier on the radio. No, ten so Super Bowls and I think Super seven rings. I don't know. Seven oh, rings. Ten mm -hmm. Super Bowls. That's right. Ten Super Bowls. That's right. Okay. Yep. I'm Listen, wrong. The fact like, that the fact that you had to find a dead white man to, to, to try to dispute me <laughs> proves my point that Tom Brady is the greatest white man to ever live, mind you. And I said ever well, live. Like, I was just thinking of like his like you know like through his career what he's like you know went through and like the struggles he went through and also at the same time like all the good things like he's like been like king of the ring more than anybody. Yeah. Um. He's, he's got a really good background with like you know endorsements and yeah, you know, donating yeah, yeah. to good place, good crowds, and you know he's never been. I'm gonna say this right now. He's not like he's not like Vince. 
He's not like Vince. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you something. The bar is very low for white men, baby, when the best you can pick is the undertaker to go against Tom Brady. Let's go Let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning. Yeah, this is uh, Kevin. Kevin, what's happening, my brother? Is Tom Brady the greatest white man never lived? No, man, uh, Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus? What? That rapist. That, 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 that colonizer. Oh, my gosh. Columbus. I, I would have loved to hear what else you had to say to back that up. You, why'd you hang up on him, Dramo? So we we to support that. What, what else do we need to hear? The bar is very low for white men, baby. This is why Tom That's Brady's awful. the greatest white wow. man ever lived. Okay, so far we got Christopher Columbus <laughs> and The Undertaker. All right? <laughs> Call us right now, 1-800-585-1051. Is Tom Brady the greatest white man ever lived? If you can name a better white man, let us know. It's The Breakfast Club. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Yeah, Mr. World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off because he went to Tampa uh, to go to the Super Bowl to watch the greatest white man to ever live. Now, I say Tom Brady is the greatest white man to ever live. Uh, I don't think people can name a better white man. So far, the only people that we've heard uh, is The Undertaker uh -huh. from WWF, uh, <laughs> WWE, and Christopher Columbus, a racist, rapist, robber, and genocidal maniac. Okay? <laughs> what about what about Warren Buffett? He don't got seven rings, bro. Uh-huh. He, he, tried he donated a, almost forty billion dollars. Nah, that's cool. What? But he ain't got. He don't got seven rings. His Warren car Buffett, is whack too. His what? His car that he drives is whack. He still drives a beater. And, and I'm sure Warren Buffett worships at the altar of Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. War, I mean, worships. Probably got a picture of Tom Brady <laughs> in his house next to white Jesus. I'm sure he does. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, it's Anton from the 305. Anton from the 305, MIA, yo, what's happening? Uh, who's a greater white man than Tom Brady? I have to go with Peyton Manning, man. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That's disrespectful. Now, even, yeah, I don't know about that one. Peyton Manning didn't have all the court, the wide receivers that um, Tom Brady has. So he, the defense period, Peyton Manning. Tom Brady has played with two great wide receivers in his life. This is the best time. This this receiver core he had this year in Tampa is the best receiving core he's ever played with. Prior to that, he had Gronk and Randy Moss. Can't deny that. Yes, if, you can't even mention, don't even mention any other quarterback with Tom Brady. That's disrespectful. So you're, you're backing down off of Peyton Manning already. No, I'm still going with Peyton Manning. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> We're all allowed to be wrong. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, it's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. Who are you, sir? What's your name? Oh, my God. My name is Sean. I can't believe I'm talking to you guys. Sean, you're clearly white. Yes, sir. So, so you have a lot of uh, uh, experience and expertise in this question I'm about to ask you. Is Tom Brady the greatest white man to ever live? Hell no, man. Hell no. Abraham Tell Lincoln is the greatest white man to ever live. Why? And I know that y'all was going to go to the Founding Fathers. I knew that. I said that earlier. Why Abraham Lincoln? Because he did so much for everybody, man. He, he woke the world up. He got everybody aware of what was going on. He he changed the world. Tom Brady's just changing football, man. I, you know, I mean, I, I think um, Frederick Douglass should get more credit than Abraham Lincoln because Frederick Douglass was the person in Abraham Lincoln's ear all of those Correct. years. You know what I mean? So I, I can't really Correct, give Abraham but, but Lincoln all of that credit. Guy. You said white guy, man. <laughs> That's why. Guy. And, it's, and, it's, and it's rumored that Abraham Lincoln might have been black. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I, like, don't I don't know. know. I, I knew that y'all was gonna go to the founding fathers. I actually think <laughs> they should put Tom Brady on Mount Rushmore with those founding fathers. To be honest with you, <laughs> for sure, man, for sure. If if you if if it's gotta be somebody today, 
I'm going to say Adam Sandler. Man, shut up. <laughs> you know what? The bar for white men is so yeah. low. All y'all do is sports and entertainment and, and, and be colonizers. Just think about that. Every white person that they've called up here to dispute Tom Brady has been a colonizer like Christopher Columbus, mm. uh, uh, a sports figure, Peyton Manning and The Undertaker. Mm. And who else was it? Warren Buffett. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to take another call. Good morning. Good morning. Who is this? My name is Al from Delmar, New Jersey. Hey, Al. Are you white? Yes, sir. Okay. I I, I respect your opinion on this. <laughs> is, is Tom Brady the greatest white man ever live? Nah, the greatest white person ever lived is going to be Keanu Reeves, sir. Keanu Reeves? Okay. I do like Keanu Reeves. I think Matrix? I like that. Yes. Keanu Reeves is amazing. I, I think so I would. I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 Keanu's top five. He's top five because The Devil's Advocate is one of my favorite movies ever, and The First Matrix is one of my favorite movies. All the money he made from the Matrix films back to like the people who worked for the film. He is helped out his family. Who's I'm telling you, philanthropy matters so much. Well, I'm gonna I be think, honest with you. Devil's I don't think Advocate you could be. The, I don't think you could be the greatest philanthropy to me. <laughs> I don't think you could be one of the greatest. You've seen him on the subway because the man doesn't take expensive cars to go everywhere. He lives like a normal person. Got you. Yeah. And people always talk about the great run-ins they've had with Keanu Reeves, just random run-ins and how cool he is. So I could see that. He's He's a touch soul among men. All right, listen, I got Keanu in my top five. Right now it's Tom Brady, Keanu Reeves, The Undertaker, Christopher Columbus, and Abe Lincoln, according to White America. What about Jim Carrey? Oh, Jim Carrey's up there. That's a good Jim Carrey's man. up there. Jim Carrey might be top five white men of all time, too. Mm-hmm. You want to take one more call? That's it. And when we go to act, it's time. So listen, does it matter that Tom Brady is a Trump supporter? Is he still a Trump supporter? Uh, it, does that it, put it, a blemish it, or an asterisk? Not to me. It's just politics. I don't care. Like in America, white yeah. men? Come on. Mm. Not to me. We talk about the I founding fathers. I care about fathers. philanthropy more than just. I care about philanthropy more than rings. Listen, if you're going to compare about, if you're going to compare uh, Tom Brady to the founding fathers, him being a Trump supporter sounds right on brand to me. Mm. That's it. Doesn't sound. Pro- doesn't sound very progressive. Okay, so right now, the, our, our top five, based off the white people that we polled this morning, <laughs> the top five white men of all time: Tom Brady, Keanu Reeves, The Undertaker, Christopher Columbus, and Abe Lincoln. No, not Christopher Columbus. He <laughs> that's, make that's, the, list. that's according to white people. I'm going to put Keanu Reeves above Tom Brady. No way. Mm -mm. No way. Mm -mm. All right. We we got room report coming? Yes. And Angela Bassett talks about the most difficult role she's ever had to done in her career. And guess what that is? Uh, Can't wait to hear. I think I know what it is. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. So listen All right. Well, Cardi B has had to talk about these allegations that she plagiarized her new single up. And there's two other rappers who came forward saying that they had that song first, Mayor Fontaine and Mayor Pesos. Now, I would first want to preface it by saying I thought if it's up, then it's stuck was like a common phrase. So I did, too. I don't. I don't know that she's ever heard this song, but we'll tell you what happened anyway. Here is Cardi B. Now they posted uh, to Cardi B, we want my money. And Cardi B said, 
And Cardi B said, nah, I'm the type of person that avoids problems and court days. If I get inspired by a song, I wouldn't mind giving a percentage or a couple of thousand, but I never heard of this man. I'm glad while I was recording this song in August, I was playing with the hook on this live. And she then posted an Instagram live video that she previewed the song up back on August 7th. Thank you. Thank you to your community and thank you to you too. I mean, listen, no idea is original, nothing new under the sun. This is kind of what happens when you make records out of, you know, common phrases or, or whatever the latest slang is, right? I, I, yeah. I saw like two other people say that they did an Up In It Stuck song this weekend. Yeah, it just shows you how popular it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they also uh, posted a screenshot that shows that their video premiered on August 6th, even though YouTube has it at September 15th. But I doubt that she could have done that in one night and saw their you know, post and then the next day previewed her song that she was doing the very next day. I don't know. By the way, both so, those songs could exist, though. We're not going to sit here and mm -hmm. act like, you know, there wasn't two whoop there it is is at one point. I was just thinking about that. It was woot and whoop. There it is. <laughs> oh, it was woot and whoop. <laughs> wasn't it? Whoop I don't know. I thought, I thought I don't it know. was all whoop. Whoop. So, uh, this is a, this is an auntie uncle conversation, by the way. Too. It was it was tag yeah. it was tag team, right? Tag team in 90, uh, 85, uh, 95. I'm about to say eighty five South Boys. Salute ninety five South, South. South Boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me see. Was it whoop and whoop? But yeah. So those things do tend to happen. But yes. All right. Now Angela Bassett. She was talking about what the toughest role she's ever had to play is, and she said Tina Turner. And what's love got to do with this? This was on People Every Day. She said, definitely nothing has been as difficult as Tina Turner. Nothing as difficult physically, emotionally, spiritually, vocally. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. She should have won an Oscar for that role. She absolutely positively got robbed. I don't think there's ever been a greater robbery uh, at the Academy. Tina Turner. I mean, Angela Bassett should have absolutely positively won an Oscar for uh, Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Well, she did win a Golden Globe for Best Actress, Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy in 1994. And she also won an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Actress in a Motion Picture. Well, they got it right. With the, with the Oscars got it all the way wrong. Now, she did add that her children have not seen the movie, but really enjoyed her latest movie, Soul. She said, let them discover it. Let their friends discover it. Maybe then I get some more respect around here. <laughs> Drop on the clues, Bob Angela Bassett. That is a queen. Boy, when we talk about queens, Lord have mercy. That is a queen. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. To that, to this day, there's not a lot of movies that stand the test of time like What's Love Got to Do With It did. But that movie to this day, you could watch it and it feels current. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah, I mean, when mm -hmm, you... That's when a you classic. Yeah, when you think of like biopics and you think of like how you would want to be immortalized in a movie, it's only a, a few people who've gotten it really, really right. Like Ray got it right, of course. Ray Charles and, and What's Love Got to Do With It. Um, mm -hmm. I think I would put I would put Malcolm X in that category too, do Denzel Washington. Right. Well, and if you haven't seen the play Tina on Broadway, whenever Broadway comes back, that was an amazing play too. So just shout out to Tina Turner. I love some Tina Turner. I done read her autobiography and everything. All right, now Morgan Wallen, he's a country singer, and his sales increased after he got some backlash for saying the N-word. TMZ actually got some footage of him. He appears to be drunk. He's telling one of his friends to help somebody else in the group, and you can hear him on the video footage. Hey, take care of this motherfucker. Hey, take, hey, Gracie, take care of this ass <laughs> So you can hear him using the N-word. <laughs> and you said his now, sales he did went up? 
Yes. So let me explain what happened. He did issue an apology after that video leaked. He said, I'm embarrassed and sorry. I use an unacceptable and inappropriate racial slur that I wish I could take back. There are no excuses to use this type of language ever. I want to sincerely apologize for using the word I promise to do better. Now, radio stations did decide to pull his music from their playlist and his contract with his record label was suspended indefinitely. He's no longer eligible for consideration of any awards at the Country Music Awards this year. But his fans have made his sales increase. His sales have increased 1,220% this week. Also streaming, his streaming numbers have increased, they said by something crazy like uh, 511% or something like that. Well, listen, the word nigga sells records. Okay, I guarantee the only other word that is sold as much as uh, as much as nigga is, is love and maybe sex. Records that have love and sex in them. But the word, the N word in any context sells a lot of records. Imagine if they pulled songs from our playlist for use of the word and of the N-word. Please don't. Well, BMI did ask gospel singer B.B. Wyans to reach out to Morgan and help him um, become more exclusive, uh, more inclusive and empathetic person. And B.B. Wyans uh, statement was, I ain't got no time for that nigga. That's what he said. <laughs> he don't got time to be talking to that man. Why B.B. Uh, Wyans? <laughs> I think he's like a... I think he's like a spokesperson or something like that. So okay. that's why they, yeah, they a didn't just randomly say... I'm going to tell you exactly what his title is. I was um, I read that and I was like, why B.B. Winans? I know he's a, a God-fearing man, but why B.B.? Like, this is why randomly B.B. Winans go talk to this person. <laughs> yeah, I think he has some type of role or something like that. But I don't know if he said that he's going to talk to him or not. But, you know. By the way. That, that, oh, he's there. He's the diversity advisor for BMI. <laughs> if, if I have to explain to a white person why they shouldn't use the N-word. Like, yeah, like, where, where have you been? <laughs> come on, man. Like, come on. Man, he knows he, not, he shouldn't be using that word. That's why you've never heard him use it publicly. You know what I mean? Like, that that that, that got recorded. I'm sure he's used it behind the scenes plenty of times, but he's never done it publicly because he's smart enough to know he's not supposed to. So, like, that's a waste of a phone call, BB. BB got other things to do. All right. Now, Sierra says she is proud to call Russell Wilson her husband because he uh, did win the NFL Man of the Year honor. And here's what his speech sounded like. Dad, I wish you were here to see my kids. I, I wish you were here to see my wife and the woman Sierra is and here to see me hold up a Lombardi trophy, but also to see me at my toughest and lowest, lowest moments too, you know. Dad, I know one of your favorite athletes of all time was Walter Payton, the player he was, but more importantly, the man he was, the leader, the giver, the person. Man, Dad, I, I wish you were here for this award, this moment. Dad, I can remember you telling me in the car one day, son, love changes things. Well, Dad, you were right. I wish you were here to tell the world that in the toughest of times. Man, dropping the clues bombs for Russell Wilson. It's a good guy. Now, Sierra, Sierra posted, you're the most selfless, loving, and caring person I know. Your heart, dedication, and commitment to taking care of others is truly what sets you apart. It's one of the most beautiful and attractive things about you. I'm so proud of you and to be a part of your great mission to impact others. Proud to call you my husband. Proud of the father you are to our children. Proud of the man you are to our family. I love you so much. Congrats on the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, babe. You really are that man. All right. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Mm -hmm. Now, Charlemagne, coming up, you are giving your donkey to somebody who's getting that donkey of the day. You know, I hate to give donkey of the day to another dead person, but if I don't give donkey of the oh, day man. to dead people, then how will we live? You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to call out the dead in order for other people to live. And this is a teachable moment. So uh, we'll talk about it for after the hour. Okay. Donkey of the Day next, The Breakfast Club. Big Donkey of the Day. Yeah, you 
Man, to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Tuesday, February 8th goes to a 20 year old man named Timothy Wilkes. Now, on Friday, I had to give donkey of the day to three dead people. Okay, James and Lisa Goy and James Spade, respectfully. Uh, I use it as a teachable moment to just say that, hey, you have to be kind to everyone you meet because people are fighting hard battles that you know nothing about. Stop pushing people because you don't know what can make a person snap. Well, today's donkey of the day is also a teachable moment because Timothy Wilkes is dead. Okay, he's no longer with us in this dimension. And the reason I have to give donkey of the day to dead people sometimes is because it will help others to live. See, Timothy is dead, ladies and gentlemen. Shot and killed in a Nashville parking lot Friday night. Why did he get shot and killed? Let's go to WSMV NBC4 for the report, please. No charges have been filed yet following a deadly shooting that police say stemmed from a prank. Police say Timothy Wilkes and a friend were participating in a prank robbery for a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Well, investigators say when the pair approached then a group of people with butcher knives, David Starn says he was unaware of the prank and he shot Wilkes in self-defense of himself and others. Mm -hmm. Mm, mm. Mm, mm. <sighs> Timothy Wilkes is dead because of YouTube because of a YouTube robbery prank gone wrong I haven't heard about this one I haven't heard about this challenge or whatever this is but I do know Timothy in this climate when we know people are starving hungry ribs touching folks is really out here sticking people up folks is breaking into Chanel stores in broad daylight uh you know talk about not reading a room how could robbery ever be a prank when folks is out here unemployed waiting on stimulus checks. Y'all may not realize this, but people are fully aware. Folks are starving and folks are hurting and everyone is trying to protect whatever it is they have. Not to mention in this era of vanilla ISIS and our cracker, a young white boy roll up on me with a weapon threatening to harm me. I shall defend myself. I really, 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 really feel sorry for this generation. This generation is tech technologically advanced, but this generation likes good old fashioned common sense. Because growing up in the environment I grew up in, I knew not to play like this. Y'all know where I'm from. I tell you 10 times a week. Monk's Corner, South Carolina, the 843. Drop on the clues, Monk's for the 843. Okay? More importantly than that, it's the country. And in the country, in those backwoods, what do old people say? My nerves are bad. I can't be playing with people like that when their nerves are bad, when they always on edge. Okay? But this don't have anything to do with the people getting pranked. This has to do with the prankster. Kids, listen to me. I don't know what this robbery prank is, but I know this ain't going to end well for a bunch of y'all. Mm -mm. All right? Knives or weapons. You approach me with a butcher knife, I'm not sitting around to let you get your little joke off. Okay? And this brother, David Starnes Jr., uh, he's the shooter. He better not get a day in jail for this because he reacted the way majority of gun owners in America would react if they were in this same situation. It pains me that kids are dying over YouTube views. Like, can you imagine being Timothy Wilkes in the afterlife this morning? You sitting around in the waiting room of the afterlife, waiting to have your meeting with God, and you got a bunch of people in there talking about how they died. You know, some died from COVID. Folks in there talking about dying from cancer, car accidents, you know, the usual. And here goes young Timothy when they ask him how he got here. He has to explain that he got killed over a YouTube robbery prank. 
Not to mention there's probably people in that afterlife waiting room who actually really got killed because of robberies gone wrong, either got robbed and killed during the robbery or were committing a robbery and got killed. And they all wish they could take that moment back. Meanwhile, Timothy, you playing, but guess what? You playing, but the world around you isn't. Next time any of you kids want to do something for likes, retweets, reposts, whatever, just ask yourself, is this worth my life? It's really a simple question to answer. I know some of y'all think the internet and social media is your life, but are you really ready to die for it? If so, carry on. If not, sit your dumb ass down and stop playing before you get your stupid ass killed. Please give Timothy Wilkes the biggest e-haw. Those two words don't even sound right together. Robbery, prank. Mm. Yeah, not a good idea. Especially with guns illegal and legally you own a gun Come and on. somebody comes up to you and you're protecting yourself. I mean, I, I, how, do, how do you even pretend to rob somebody and think that's going to go okay? Where's the joke in it? Where's it? That's what I yeah. want to know. Somebody got to explain There's the prank nothing to me. funny about that. That Somebody should have been like, that is too dangerous. My condolences to his family. Yes. But that was... Definitely something gone wrong. Yeah, definitely condolences to his family, but Jesus Christ, man. Why is this considered a prank? And somebody please uh, inform me of what the joke is because I don't get it. And anybody that's doing these pranks for YouTube that's listening right now, do not do anything that could put you in any type of danger or get you killed because you see what just happened here. So that's please right. uh, take that from this. That is the moral anything. of the story. That's the moral of the story. Mm -hmm. Now, when we come back, uh, we get to talk to a few of my favorite people, man, from the Big Facts podcast. We got Baby Jade, Big Banks, and DJ Scream, okay? If you listen to the Big Facts podcast like I do, then you've heard them interview everybody from T.I. to Mike Will to 21 Savage to a host of other people. But we'll be talking to them yes. when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Wake up. Wake up. It's The Breakfast Club. It's the Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. From the Big Facts Podcast, we have Baby Jade. Good morning. Hi. What up, Baby Jade? What's up? My guy, DJ Scream. What up, Scream? Scream, what up, King? Hey. Charlamagne, what up? And we got Big Bank. Good morning, guys. Big Bank, what's happening, Sursky. my brother? Sursky. What's poppin'? It's early as <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all something. I think y'all need to get used to these morning hours because I feel like um eventually y'all gonna be y'all gonna be one of the big morning shows in Atlanta. That's what's up. Uh, Let's get it. We need that one. Is Can't that wait a, to get up? At talk this, five talk every day. <laughs> is, is, is that a goal? As long as we can be us, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the biggest thing. We, we just want to make sure we can be us and continue to do what we do. That's why we've been you know successful with this podcast venture so far because. We got to keep it raw, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know how it go. Well, let's talk about the podcast. How was the podcast created? What's the podcast about? Let's let's break it down for people that don't know. I like Bank's story. We'll let them tell it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was capping about really doing a podcast, and then I came and did, um, actually, where we are in our heart studio, I came and did an uh, interview with Scream, and he asked me about it, and I told him, if he put it together, I'll do it. Here we go. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> Man, I thought you about to tell me you done you was you was selling dope somewhere and then you decided to change your life. I <laughs> oh? Scream was like, yeah, that's a story. I, I don't know about that stuff, <laughs> though, man. I just came for an interview, so let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we do it. Been, you think listen, I'm you guys... this, on this big ass platform? I don't know nothing about drugs, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys are in Atlanta, though. So I want to ask you this, because you guys have been doing your podcast and everything in person. You know, we can't really do that right now like that. So have you been nervous about COVID at all? COVID don't exist in Atlanta, really. We see that. Yeah, I think that's like we've been open i don't think we ever closed actually did we <laughs> no y'all nah. never closed y'all always been open <laughs> one of y'all done had covid now be honest we, we was doing the podcast virtual for like like two three months for two three months we was doing it virtual so none of y'all had covid screamed it on paper i, I, I had, had a bad cold <laughs> <laughs> on paper i probably had it i just ain't had it in black and white now nah, he had that shit back when it first came out like like December, like December, January. Who screamed when it first hit, like around Super Bowl? Scream a bank. No, nah, bank. Black. Okay. Bank. No, nah, she, she talking about I had, but it was just a bad cold because it ain't on paper, so I ain't had cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been using <laughs> y'all as an I've been using y'all as an example though. I'm like, man, look, man, we gotta get guests back in the studio because the big facts podcast got guests, million dollars worth of game got guests. We need to have guests, goddammit. Are people quarantining for seven days before they come in the studio? Oh no, no, they ain't do it. But 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 I was we you know we we keep our distance. You know what I'm saying? We say a good prayer. That's important too. You know what I'm saying? We believe in that real spiritual. You know what I mean? And and if you can't taste it, you can't smell, or you got a fever or something, you got the dope. You can't even get in. Now, so. scream. We, do you have that same theory when it comes to vagina? What? Oh, you can't just pray over it and not wear a condom and wish for the best. If it smells good, then I'm gonna give it a shot. You win, Charlemagne. You win. You win. Now, when did y'all realize y'all needed Baby Jade on on the podcast? When she kept laughing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) She finessed her way on the show, man. Baby Jade, how are you holding up though? I know it's difficult to be with two guys sometimes. Um, I'm 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 loving it. Like it's not really that hard because you know, like me and Black, like we've been friends almost 20 years. So it's like the dynamic with us is just it's completely natural. And then you know, scream, you know, he's like the best, and he's like the middle and the moderator. So it's like it's a it's a well-knit fabric that we made here. Hey, one thing y'all been talking about a lot is those, uh, those kids that sell the water in Atlanta. So are y'all still giving them money? Uh, no, over. no. Over. No, they too aggressive. They too aggressive. They robbing and now. So it's like, it's, man, that's shit over. You can't put it on everybody. Though. Man, Bank, you, you got your the show hoodie on, man. Tell us about the, the show. Man, We you know, we taking everything from New York. We got the uh, new Apollo. We done took that, too. You know what I'm saying? Like we took music. You know what I'm saying? We took that from up top. We done took music. We, done, we taking the Apollo. You know what I'm saying? It's up around our way. You got to come down and check this out, though. It's a real nice show, though, for real lit. The Apollo, the gong show on steroids. You know what I'm saying? It's like me, my partner, uh, Big Pat, Hannah. We just shout out Hannah again. Uh, Jay, Clay, Tracy. You know what I'm saying? We just took a lot of veterans out the city and made something. It started on Instagram, basically. I was just doing, you know how when you go on Instagram live, a lot of dudes be like, let me rap, let me rap, let me mm-hmm. rap. So I was just coming on, and I was like, if it's if fire or yeah, we're going to let the, the people, if you get three in a row, you got to go. So we just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Every night, like three, four o'clock in the morning, then my dude uh, from North Carolina, DJ Trap, he called me and said, man, you need to take that shit live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We took it live and like it's a big hit in Atlanta now. Yeah, I remember the first time Clay and Duval told me about it and they was like, man, these dudes be getting on stage and if they whack, they throw at them. And I said, what? <laughs> and then they now, told me it was the pillows after the fact. 
<laughs> Y'all gotta come. We we in the works of uh trying to get it on TV right now. I, we got a big dog f with us right now. It's gonna be real big. Y'all gotta come check it out in person, man. Who um who who all came out of that so far? Like what big names have or what, who has become a big name from the show? Uh, my dude Trap Commander. Like you gotta check him out, Trap Commander. He he he. Uh, Shaq just did a, um a TikTok to his song. You see the song that's been going up on. Um, oh, he was like dancing. Everybody reposted. Yeah, yeah Chance the uh, rapper. Everybody. Got yeah, you. that's my dude Trap Commander. He he real Atlanta native. Straight uh, out of Zone Three. Yeah, he lit. He lit off that. I saw one thing you guys are talking about, and Valentine's Day is coming up. So. Is vagina a good present? Do women have to get men a present for Valentine's Day? Do y'all expect that? Two vaginas is a present. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a married man, man. Okay. What do you mean? You, you know what vaginas. I mean? If your wife, if you come in the house, your wife got roses and another woman, you're going to be happy as hell. What happened? Huh? You want somebody to give you something they already gave you before? Is that a present? Huh? Yeah, you could take me out to dinner thing? again. You could take me out to dinner again. To I had place. it before. Not to the same place. Yeah, why not? Oh, I don't think you'll go for it. Yes, I would. I like going to the same places that I know I like. Just like y'all should like the same vagina you know you like over well, and over. All the married men got yeah, quiet but... when I said that. Y'all are <laughs> so mad. Hey, we married, man. Come on now. Still, you nigga, y'all like him, right? Huh? You and Scream still out here. We mean it. Oh, Scream married. I'm married. I've been married 21 years. Oh, I forget that's Atlanta. Uh, yeah, my bad. That's a different type of marriage. Yeah, yeah, I forget how y'all get down in Atlanta. A different type of marriage. Yeah, my bad. I forgot. My bad. My bad. My bad. Well, baby my bad. Jay, are you are you getting your boo something for Valentine's Day? Oh yeah, for um yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Cause you hesitated. Nah, I got no. I'm I'm getting. You know, I got. I don't have a all of that necessarily. I got a situation, but I'm getting my situation something. Situation. Jay sound like a. I'm in my situation. <laughs> well, if your situation don't get you something, because it's just a situation. Um, we gonna have to have a conversation about that. <laughs> yeah. Conversation about so. the situation. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more of the Big Facts podcast. Baby Jade, Big Banks, and DJ Scream. When we come back, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Why do you think there hasn't been? more big facts podcast out of Atlanta. And what I mean by that is Atlanta has been the Mecca in hip hop for so long, but sometimes it feels like the media there doesn't reflect that. Why, why do you think that is? It's just somebody had to just break the ice. It's coming. It's a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like my dude, uh, Pi and uh, Pile, they just started um, OG talk. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a couple of dudes, they, they coming, trust me. Mm -hmm. Somebody, you know, you, you gotta break the ice. Somebody had to break the ice. I see y'all put out that kite to try to get Jay-Z on. Has he responded or is there any communication about that yet? Nah, Ruggs hit me and said he going to get us some uh, get us some uh, spade down, though. They say Jay-Z in a bunker somewhere, man. Man, he ain't doing no interview. Nah, he ain't doing no interview. I'm sure he watches, though. He may not acknowledge a lot, but he's aware of everything. I'm sure he watches because y'all been having yeah, y'all have some great conversations. Appreciate that, my brother. I really like the one with 21. Cause it just feels like them guys get up there with y'all, man, and it's like they let their guard down in a different way. Yeah, them, I, yeah, that's that's my brother. So yeah. you know how they go, like, and sh we 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 get them in there, get we get the smoke. You know what I'm saying? I go to blowing that smoke in their face, they catch that contact. It's up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And scream, you got a foundation too, right? The Scream Foundation. Then you just launched that. Yeah, we started the Screen Foundation. I've been doing a lot of community stuff, but we finally just put an actual name on it. So we're looking forward to just hitting the ground running and just rocking with the kids, the youth, you know what I'm saying? Save, saving some of these people from becoming uh, delinquent water boys before they become delinquent <laughs> water boys. You know what I mean? 
So that's that's just something that uh that's what my heart is, man. We got to do it for the youth. You know what I mean? That's what motivated me the most. If y'all had to explain to people what is the purpose of the Big Facts podcast, what would y'all say? Man, uh... to give a voice to people that don't have a voice, man. To give a different opinion. To have the uncomfortable conversations. You know, a lot of people don't want to have the uncomfortable conversations. Let's talk about the Grammys and how... We've been at a little bit of cultural odds with the Grammys. We want to see little certain people get nominated for them Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's talk about this vaccine. Let's have a real conversation about it. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about anxiety, mental health, uh, financial literacy, what goes on in the streets, snitch. And let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's like you always kind of say, Charlemagne, like you can only you can heal after you talk about it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people hit us and say, man, big facts like our weekly therapy for real, for real. Now, as y'all taking the vaccine, I heard you mention the vaccine. Y'all taking the vaccine? No, <laughs> but I, do encourage, I do encourage everybody else to take it so I don't have to take it. That's what I've been on. Yeah, Big Bang, no, you taking no, the vaccine? Yeah, after they work the kinks and shit out, that shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to see what it do first. Yeah, I'm taking it after too. He takes it. <laughs> you gonna take it after? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it time. I'm gonna give it time to see. You know what I'm saying? If it if it works, so you know what I'm saying, because I, I think I'm immune to it. <laughs> Me too. Now, for, for immune immune to COVID. Yeah, yeah, I ain't had it. On paper, or maybe you did have, maybe you did have it, and you didn't know if you didn't get tested. Mm -hmm. I ain't never going down. That's why I'm saying why get tested when they can't do shit for you. I don't get it. So <laughs> you don't spread it to other people. Exactly. Orders, then, huh? We don't give it to your elders. I don't go around my elders. Okay. <laughs> Being real, like, I don't go around nobody. So you Anybody social who distancing. I go around, huh? You social distancing. Yeah, I'm social distancing, man. Jay, you close to hell, too. Put <laughs> <laughs> your mask on, man. Nah, but I believe it's real, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like it is what it is. God I'm damn, man. You hey, you done came too far to be YOLO now, now. <laughs> it is what it is. What you gonna, what you gonna do? You gonna worry about COVID all day? I get what Not you Not all mean. day, but, you know, I, I mean, of course, you know people that have gotten it, right? Yeah. No, these folks ain't getting tested, though. I'm saying I got it with a mask and all that sh I wore my mask. You can't, I think, I think you can't, you can't dodge it if you're gonna get it. You can't dodge it. You had symptoms and everything scream? Like, are you was asymptomatic? Yeah. I was down for a week. Damn. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. A lot of people are moving to Atlanta, right? Especially now. I see everybody like, I'm moving to Atlanta. I'm going to get a house in Atlanta. I can't take it anymore. What do y'all think about all these people moving out there? We full. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I welcome the transition and all of that. But it's just been proven in the last like year or so that like a lot of people that aren't from here are like it up for the people that are from oh. here. <laughs> like they almost shut down Cheetah because some out of town got into a shootout. That's the safest, most secure place that we can go to chill. And correct me if I'm wrong, isn't most of ATL transplants though? What's that? Like Man, out of town, it's people from out of town. Oh yeah, no, nah, yeah, in, in north and south, in, in up north, but you go south, east, and west, it's a that's Atlanta. Yeah, you know I'm saying everything up towards Buckhead and all that. That's why all the break-ins and shootings in the mall and shit, like. The hood mall is more safer than uh, Buckhead now. I mean, that makes sense, though. If I was a jack boy, that's where I would go to rob. I would go where the, the rich people at. You know what I mean? I wouldn't go rob in the hood. But that's what, like, it's two different Atlantas. Just put it like that. Mm -hmm. Now, who, who, <laughs> who the next hottest uh, artist coming out of Atlanta, man? Lil One DTE. Shout out to Lil Problem Lil. Child. 
Wasn't they Lil One DTE? Lil One DTE and Problem Child. Damn, you know I'm going to say that. Of. Nah, I know. I'm going to say it, though. <laughs> they got they, they got music on, on title and shit? Nah, for sure. Yeah, everybody, everywhere. Uh, let me see, like, who who, who going I'm crazy? Right? I'm going like shouting. Yeah, Slime Life like shouting. going crazy. Uh, Lil Harold. Okay. Trap Commander. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Who else? Mulatto. Yeah, it's a new hot rapper coming out of every day in Atlanta. Though. I ain't even going to cap. All yeah. these on fire. Yeah, y'all got to send me some of them names. I don't know none of them people y'all just named. But I you want to. Name, bro. And you from the South, man. What you on, bro? That's no, Charlotte. I know, man. You know who I like right now? I like um, Pooh Shiesty. Oh, yeah. Pooh oh, yeah. He's he going too crazy. He, but he, 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 he's he Memphis. From, uh, yeah, he's from, he from Memphis. Memphis yep. Oh, he's from Memphis. Yeah, he's from Memphis. But he, from run, Memphis. he run with Gucci, though, right? Yeah. yeah. The whole, the whole. Yes, uh, all them is him, 30. Like, all the, all the young are, like, really taking over the rap right now. Yeah. No, Florida and Memphis going crazy right now. Have you spoken to wife and Lucci since he's been locked up or any communication? Nah, we no, just said prayers out for him, though. Well, listen, man, I want to tell everybody, man, um, in case y'all don't know, you know, uh, the Big Facts Podcast, Baby J, uh, my man Big Bank and DJ Scream, um, we, we've partnered together, and they are on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast man, Network. I appreciate that, too, man. You know what I mean? Charlemagne didn't even, he didn't even blink, like, I'm right there with Mike. We're telling telling them what to text. Hey, text him and tell him, man. We need we need to be on the back. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, Mike will hit me. That was a no brainer. I'm like, I ain't even know that's what that's something they wanted to do. Let's get it done. Simple nah, as that. It got done. Shout out to Dolly. You got done ASAP, man. We appreciate everything too. Yeah, salute to Dolly. Facts. And you know, and you know, we got to get that Breakfast Club big facts when y'all come to Atlanta. If y'all do it one by one, or if y'all do it together, you know, we got to put that together. So I'm gonna just put that out there. So it'll just be out there so y'all can't tell us no on camera. Man, listen, soon, <laughs> soon as that vaccine start working in Atlanta, <laughs> I'm pulling up. Soon as soon as that vaccine start working, I'm pulling up. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all. Tell them where to find the podcast, man. Absolutely. Every Monday, new episodes. You get that audio experience on the Black Effect. Big shouts out to you. You know what I'm saying? Charlemagne putting that play together. Of course, we on Revolt Wednesday nights, too, if you want to see the TV version of it Wednesday nights, 10 o'clock. Check it out on Revolt. Hold on, man. let's not breeze past that now. Y'all on Revolt every Wednesday night. Exactly. And plugs come in all forms. It ain't always street shit, You know what I mean? Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. They can't talk to me about a bag of weed. I don't even want to hear it, dog. I don't want to. I don't even smoke a joint with guys. Man. I don't know. Do nothing illegal anymore. Like, on me. Hey, we appreciate y'all, man. He's on the contract. He's dry. He can be himself now. <laughs> we, appreciate, we appreciate y'all, man. All right. Yeah, it's the Big Facts Podcast, Baby J, Big Bank, DJ Scream. Thank you, man. It's up. Peace. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Man, so Kevin Durant won't be able to play with the Brooklyn Nets for the next three games. During the game on Friday night against Toronto, he was pulled from the starting lineup and then later removed after he was put back in during the third quarter. They said he came in contact with someone on Friday who had an inconclusive COVID-19 test before the game started. Then he was allowed to return to the game. He went on to play for 19 minutes, but then they pulled him back out again. They said that person did test positive for COVID-19. They said he was not wearing a mask in the car with the person at least at least three times earlier in the day. So he tweeted out, free me. What's the point of pulling him in the third quarter? 
I mean, you might as well let him finish the game at that point, right? Yeah, and he did uh, respond after the NBA put out their statement. He said, yo, at NBA, your fans aren't dumb. You can't fool them with your whack-ass PR tactics. Well, I can understand why he's frustrated, uh, but you can't be mad at the NBA in a situation like that. You got to be mad at the Trump administration for their slow response to COVID. Because of that, all of our lives have been disrupted. (laughs) I mean, NBA is just following a proper COVID protocol. And speaking of the NBA, Carmelo is agreeing with LeBron about the All-Star game and saying that he does not think that it's right. We told you before that LeBron said, I'll be there physically, but not mentally. And he didn't think it was a good idea. He said, coming into the season, you know, we were told we were not having an All-Star game, so we'd have a nice little break. And then they throw an All-Star game on us like this and just breaks that all the way up. So pretty much kind of a slap in the face. And we're also still dealing with a uh, pandemic. Well, Carmelo also said, I don't think it's right. I don't think we need it right now. It'd be good to recognize those who got chosen to be an All-Star. I think they deserve that recognition. But I just think that it's a little bit too much in a short period of time. If they feel like it's the right thing to do, then it's the right thing to do. They know best, not me. Well, listen, if, if the players don't want to play, I, I think they should respect the players' wishes because what LeBron said made a lot of sense. They they, they said he want a break. You know what I mean? If that's if just a, a, what, a five-day break in the middle of a season, and plus, especially it was a short season, a short off-season, why not? Why not just give him the break? All right, and Casanova has gotten in trouble in New York, and that's for participating in that Junebug TikTok challenge while he was in jail. So the purpose of that challenge, I know you've all seen it. You're supposed to go like to different locations that are, you know, and do that June bug challenge. There was a clip of on his Instagram page where he's doing the dance in his jail cell. And there were also pictures posted to that Instagram page. But recording videos and taking pictures during a video visitation is prohibited. So now they're saying that, you know, because of these video visits and all of that. Now, I guess his uh, girlfriend won't be able to go and see him on video anymore. That sucks. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that, too. Remember, we said that, like, are you allowed to do that? But Casanova's attorney said, I'm aware, unaware of the specific allegations. He said this does appear to be a harmless infraction under the circumstances. These fellas are in prison with no visits or meaningful contact with their loved ones. It is unimaginably difficult to keep your spirits and faith under such circumstances. Mm. All right. Now, Tiffany Haddish was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and she talked about getting Common to do that silhouette challenge with her, the one that people were going crazy over. It was very sexy. And then he pulled her wig off. Here's what she said happened. I'm like, look, I want to shoot this video. You need, I need you to be in it with me. And he's like, no, that's not really my style. And I was like, look, every time you ask me to do something, I do it and I don't make no money. I'm asking you to do something for me. And every time I do ask you to do something, you get paid. Now, what you gonna do on today is this video with me or I won't be doing nothing for you. And he's like, all right, all right, calm down. All right. And then I only wanted to do three takes. It turned into 18 takes. He's like, let's shoot again. Can we try it one more time this way? (laughs) that's non-negotiable coming yeah you don't have a choice you (laughs) You gotta do it now she also said that initially she had turned down common when he wanted to date her yeah he was like trying to holler and i was like um no i'm not really interested (laughs) no i'm good my my eyes are set on other things i'm i'm interested in somebody else i'm sorry but you seem like a nice person you're a little too common for me well, I know too many people that dated you. Let's be honest. I didn't say that though. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I can co-sign. Oh, man. I, I, I can co-sign that. I was around. I've heard. I've heard <laughs> conversations between you know, my, my 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 sister friends like Tiffany Haddish and you know my wife. I've heard things. I, yeah. All right.
Mm-hmm. Well, Leon Spinks, rest in uh, peace and our condolences to his family. Leon Spinks has died at the age of 67, former heavyweight champion. And he had a years-long battle with cancer. His wife, Brenda Spinks, was reportedly by his side at the time of his death. He's from St. Louis. He defeated Muhammad Ali for the world heavyweight title back in 1978. Yeah, rest so in peace, and also, Danny Lay is single again. I guess her and the baby broke up. She posted officially single with a black heart emoji on it. Another couple that broke up, Victor Cruz and Carucci, they had broken up after three years together, and there are Hold no on. hard feelings between the two of them. Don't speed past that, ye. Is what? Danny Lay allowed to use a black heart, or is that colorism? <laughs> Come on, is, is she allowed to use a black heart? Because they have yellow hearts. Is she allowed to use a black heart? Uh, you can use whatever color heart you want. Uh, okay, just wondering. <laughs> All right, well, that is your rumor report. That's right. Uh, coming up next, we got the People's Choice Mix. Um, Envy hasn't been here all morning, but if I know DJ Envy like I know DJ Envy, he's recorded a he's pre-recorded a mix, right? Yep, it's in there. Why didn't he let me do a Yee mix? This is ridiculous at this point. I'm going to be honest I with mean, you. I mean, come on. The one time he was out, which was years, years, years. I mean, he's been out more, but years, years, years ago, he was out, and he let you do a Yee mix. I think it was, it was a little slapping. too popping for him. That's what I think. I think he felt it was, a little It was really slapping. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, we need that Yee mix. If Envy's not going to come in, and that's why I think he doesn't tell us in advance that he's not coming, because mm-hmm. he don't want me to get nothing ready. But, all right. So, I'm going to lie to y'all. Whatever. 1-800-585-1051. If you got requests, if you want Envy to play something in his mix for you, call us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club, and it's time for our Black History Month legend. Charlemagne, who you got today? Uh, well, today's new Black History Month legends are absolutely the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coaching staff. You know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I got to pay respect when respect is due. Yesterday was Super Bowl 55, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they were led by four black coordinators. Assistant head coach, run game coordinator Harold Goodwin, offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, and special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong. That right there shows you how much diversity matters, not to mention they have two women on their coaching staff, making them the most diverse staff in the NFL, period. Now, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arian spoke on why it was important to him to have such a diverse coaching staff. The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend. Diversity on your staff is huge. You know, ours, even in age range from 26 to 82, uh, people of color, female assistant coaches, players need to hear voices that are different, uh, also voices that look like them. And so I would beg people uh, that are putting staffs together to look at some veteran coaches, uh, some young coaches, uh, coaches of color, female coaches, because there's a bunch of good female coaches out there uh, that need a break and uh, and give them a shot. And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club. Now, when you see this, it makes you realize how much of a damn shame it is that there are more black coaches in the NFL. But salute to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for leading the way. And I hope, you know, brothers like Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles end up getting head coaching jobs at some point in the future in the NFL. All right. Well, thank you for that Black History Month moment, Charlemagne. Yes, indeed. 
All right, it is the Breakfast Club. DJ Envy was not here this morning. He's going to come back with some tales from the Super Bowl tomorrow, I'm sure. Now, before a positive note, I also wanted to play. Remember, we we had Jadakiss doing the subway announcements. Well, I also did the subway announcements for New York City. And here's a little behind the scenes take of what really grinds my gears. And I said it with an attitude. I had to do some retakes, but here it is. It's Angela Yee from the Breakfast Club. Please don't hold the doors while the train is in the station. This is New York City. You know we all got places to be. Don't hold up a whole train of people just because your friend doesn't know how to swipe a Metro card. Cool. One more time, this time a little bit friendlier. Oh, I'm from New York. I told y'all that's exciting for me because my mother's worked for the Transit Authority since I was young. So she's been working there for over 30 years now. So she was super hype about that. So if you are in New York, you will hear me speaking on some of these subway and bus announcements. Now, Charlemagne, what's your positive note? The positive note is simply this. Uh, If you can't handle being talked about, lied on, and not liked, then you're simply not ready to be successful. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? 